0: This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean
2: Thompson.
3: This is the Liberty Hour, baby, and we are live. There is a lot, a lot of national news going on. Main news is... uh, Pelosi is going to move forward, if you can believe it. The guy is walking out of the room in 10 days. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, that's not good enough. We're going to impeach him and invoke the 25th Amendment. And by the way, why don't you people on the other side of the aisle stop being so divisive? The irony is laughable if it was not being done by the cast of Cocoon 3, 80-year-old in diapers. Everywhere you look, these, these, these pathetic government mooches are telling us, the people of the country, the citizens that make the world go round, the workers, how to act, how to think, how to behave, how to conduct our business. Even more so, how not to conduct our business. So there is a Pritzker in the room that I need to talk about, although there's massive, massive national news, and I want to cover it. I feel like I haven't been on air for quite a while. I've got my loyal subject, Macbeth and his stretch marks. Subject. And he will be manning the board as I am in Studio C also known as the Illinois in Exile radio host room. Um, I made some, some, I guess I made news, and I didn't mean to make news. I like to do the show, and I like to focus on the issues. I never am comfortable and have never been comfortable discussing me personally. But um, as some of you know, I own and operate a small mom-and-pop storefront. It's one of the businesses that I have because I am not on the government, dull. I don't have a, a, uh, a phony baloney job with a mystical, magical pension system. I don't like government cheese or welfare of any kind, and I'm opinionated, and I like to send my kids to private school, and I like to pay for insurance. I don't want to be a welfare baby, and I make a decision, along with my wife, to work seven days a week at three and four different things because that's what it takes and in an America that has pitted one citizen into servitude for the other. That's what it takes in a system that limits the citizens and their ability to earn, their ability to create wealth, an immoral system of taxation where the burden is put on the producers and the people who, whether they choose to or cannot, are somehow virtuous. So we take from one group and give to another. I have a real problem with the immorality of socialism. I have a real problem with this idea of collectivism where these political whores of both parties decide where to put limitations and where to put benefits, pick and choose winners and losers among citizens, most of whom donate to them. I have a real problem with it. I also have a real problem with other things. Um, I, I, at this Elmhurst Cigar House, after the election, by the way, The day after the election, as I've told you many a times, I was lucky enough to be asked by Bruce Dumont to do election night coverage and AM 560. And we uh, decided to wrap the show at 1215-ish on election night because we had been talking amongst not just each other, but with experts that we had brought on. It was a mathematical impossibility for Joe Biden to overcome the lead that Donald Trump had at that time. That is when the computers were shut down in these various key states, all in Democrat mafia districts, all in Democrat mafia neighborhoods. And what I believe happened and what I know happened and what the facts will show as time goes on is that the election was stolen. Now, most people take my actions of the next day because of Donald Trump, right? You and I have all experienced this, where if we prefer Donald Trump, and by the way, many failings. But if we prefer Donald Trump to the 80-year-old political whore in diapers, Joe Biden, then we're idiots. See, this is the part that really irritates me, and it's something I noticed very early on as I got involved in, in, uh, not radio, but in politics as a young man. I was asked to go to a couple of uh, uh, benefits and a couple of fundraisers, and there's an overarching thing on both sides of the aisle, see what the real skinny is. There's a bunch of people in this country who believe they're better than the rest. There's a bunch of people who believe you stupid citizens are not entitled to your own freedoms, your own opinions. So they try to Balkanize citizens. They try to categorize citizens. You're seeing it now with the uh, the assault on the Capitol, and how ev- it's everybody's fault. Everybody who wasn't there, it's our fault that that happened. And you don't, you're not entitled to your opinion of. Of, of, of information, of facts, on, on, on virtually any policy, you see this. This is an organized coup by the collectivists to seize your opportunity to think and come to your own conclusions and to curb your judgment. I find the immorality of this kind of collectivism palpable. I, I, I can't believe that it exists in this country. And, and that exists in both parties, by the way. Let me be very specific. Both parties feel this way. However, the immorality of the neo-Marxists the Democrats, the immorality of their ability to not just limit people who choose to work and choose to succeed and and, and work very hard at it, but the way in which they they hide their totalitarian control of your lives in the name of some phony altruism where they care about people the whole time they imprison people, the whole time they limit people, the whole time they extort people. I find it despicable. So there's a group of citizens, 50 percent, or I believe, what is the number, Macbeth, Is it 81 million they want me to believe voted for diapers, Biden, or is it 82? something like that. Yeah, 81 or 82 million. That these people took to the, to the voting booths and decided to support this joke of a man, this facade of a man, this corrupt, perverse, despicable human being, and all of his policies that he carries with them. The least of which is not the open and notorious, what I think is the the greatest genocide of humanity, the baby murder called abortion and his policies on this and his willingness to say all of you people who, who reject my plans, you will sit in the corner, you will shut up and I will take it and I will do it and you'll like it. See, to me, that's the opposite of being an American. We don't take that. So what do you do? What can we do? We've waited since the election day. We've waited. You want to know something? This is before Joe Biden. This is since the Democrats truly became the neo-Marxist, communist lights that they are today. The fascists. They're the real, in my opinion, that's the real Fourth Reich, as they want to control. Not just uh, people from cradle to grave, but control your very existence and even your behavior, as you see now with the COVID excuse. It's preposterous to me. So what can I do? What can we do as individuals? It's simple. Stay away from me. I don't want your money. I don't want your presence. I don't need your participation in my life. Go away. And I, that's my own little way to fight them off for as long as I can. Because I will live and die on my feet versus survive on my knees, which is the way of the neo-Marxist Democrat. It's really quite that simple. So I have a little tiny cigar store. Can't be a 1,000 square feet. Loses money. I've been, I've been funding it. I like it. It's a, it's a conversation. We, we enjoy each other's company. And by the way, I offset the costs by selling cigars, which, by the way, there's not a huge margin of profit on. But what it does is it allows me and the, the customers that I've built and the people to interact with each other. I decided to give them a neo-Marxist free smoking environment. I decided to protect people like us by not allowing these pseudo-intellectual frauds, pretending to have virtue and pretending to have some altruism, where they're the ones that are benefiting man when the reality and the history is really quite clear. Everywhere their philosophy touches is a hellhole, is a torture chamber is a place where you cannot succeed. That's why the USSR is now Russia. And the only way these other places even exist is through a certain corruption we Chicagoans call politics. That pay-to-play scam where the Democrat mafia thrives and you choke. I will not accept it. So take the store. And that's what I pretty much said. The interview was wonderful. And by the way, I'd like to thank CBS News, and I
1: was going to say, you haven't actually said what interview you're talking about yet.
3: I know, because I'm rambling. aggravated, brother. You know how it goes. I'm aggravated. I'm aggravated. And, you know, I got, uh, I got a couple guys are nervous about what I'm going to say. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, lay out my case, and I want you to understand the position I'm coming from. Because, you know, Macbeth, since this story broke on CBS, you cannot believe the, the hate. You cannot believe. I've been called a racist. Oh, yes, I can. A xenophobe. I've been called a homophobe, a bigot, all of which you can laugh because these are strangers, most of whom live in the mommy's basement waiting for cookies to be done, right? Couldn't do anything waiting for that government cheese. COVID has been a help to them. Well, it's not to me and you. It's a hindrance, and I will not go quietly into captivity. Will you? 312-642-5600. We'll play the clips when I get back. Thank you for letting me vent. I've got a lot of explaining to do. When I get back.
4: Come on, man.
0: This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer.
3: All right, all right. So uh, I've been so apprehensive to get to the microphone. I may not have explained exactly what had happened. Um, So after election night, and uh, I felt that it was quite obvious the Democrat mafia went to work. Ballot boxes were not only stuffed, there was uh, computer interference, there was manipulation, and there was absolute fraud. And I believe, and I don't care what anyone thinks, in case anybody is questioning that, I believe the election was absolutely stolen. And nobody is going to get me to capitulate on that because facts are facts. I've been studying elections all my life. The idea that we've had these exact key turnouts in these exact key districts is a lie. It didn't happen. And the American people, we all had hoped things would go well, and the American people are just going to be robbed. It's the greatest theft in American history. So the day after the election, when I saw that this was probably going to happen, I created a sign and I put Biden voters keep out. Oh, God. On my door. That's what I put on the door. And I felt that way. And I enforced it.
1: Now, I got to ask, because I already know the answer. When did you put the sign up?
3: On November 4th. Right. Okay. So it stayed up until today. It's up right now. Okay. And what had happened was... Assuming
1: your window's still there.
3: It's Yeah, assuming it's there. And, and, And by the way, I've had threatened... You know, I mean, I've been threatened... That they're going to break the windows and all this stuff, and I, I, I'm fine with that because I'll put metal up. And what I'll difference at, the at this point does it make? Exactly.
1: They've so already basically done everything else to ruin your business, so why not? So, uh, so, so this is
3: how I want to run it, right? This is my business. I paid a rent. Who, am I enslaved to somebody to sell them a cigar? And the answer is yes, I am, because we've been buying these taglines: "Free Country," "United States." All this gaga. It's all nonsense. It's all. It's all a lie. We're slaves. We've had uh, laws used as weapons against us, but we'll get to that later on. Anyway, I put the sign in the door. So I don't know what had happened. Some yoga pants runner comes off the train, takes a photograph of it, and puts it on Facebook. And the next thing I know, I'm uh, I'm a victim of uh, people talking about it, it going viral. The store is a little tiny store, and nobody paid it any attention prior to this.
1: It's it's easy to miss if you don't know what's there.
3: You you, you blink and you're past it, right? And I like it that way. Well, now I've got every uh, social justice warrior in the planet or in the area, anyway, calling and harassing my cousin. People say employees. I got cousins, I got relatives work there. They help me out. And uh, these kids are, you know, like an old lady and a kid. They're innocent people, innocent people. And I'm I'm in uh, Studio C because I I positioned myself to sell real estate in a state worth living in, Florida, South Florida. And all this happens suddenly, and uh, CBS News comes up. Now, I don't want to slander CBS News because this particular reporter, was, I actually really like. Yeah, he's pretty is, fair. He's a one, He's actually a very nice guy. Now, by the way, all of the all of the opinion fascists out there, that doesn't mean he agrees with me or he's conservative. <laughs> I don't want to ruin this kid's life either. Right. His name is Jeremy Ross.
1: No, he just did a good report. That's all.
3: And um, he was going to interview. My my cousin, who is like a son to me, because his father, who I loved dearly, passed away very young, and the whole family pitched in, and he's like a son to me. So he doesn't know; he's not an opinionated guy. He 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 doesn't care about this kind of stuff. He's
1: selling cigars,
3: and it's it, and he, he barely knows how to do it. So he uh uh calls me and says, "You better call this guy." So I call him up, and he says, "Would you like to do the interview, um, via Zoom?" I said, "Oh, you mean." It's going to be perfect. I'm going to be like a Chicago school teacher. I'm in Florida. The sun's in the back. I'm tan as George Hamilton. The sunglasses are on. Let's do it, baby. He laughed, and, and, and we did the interview. And I was very uh, forthright with him. And I told him the way it's been. Now, it was nice because we did a good, I'd say it was a three- to five-minute interview. And I understand out of that he had to chop it up. But he, he did exactly what his job was. He left out some of the good parts, I think. Yeah, but he, For didn't, instance,
1: he didn't misrepresent you, though.
3: Not at all. He was wonderful. It was. I have, I have no problem with it. It conveyed exactly what my opinion is. And moreover, it conveyed what the rights of every business owner is. We do this. We make the world go round. We get to decide what time we open, what time we close. In my world, it's a piece of property, your business. I get to decide who comes in, who doesn't come in. But see, in the fascist world, in the new America, the Fourth Reich decides. That's why they get to decide what you pay employees. They get to decide how you insure them. They get to decide how you conduct business. And by the way, if you conduct business in other states, guess what? Now you've got to file 50 different paperwork, 50 different things. You've got to spend all your time doing their mundane work that their people should do. So I don't, I don't sell online. right? So I made that decision. I figure if they're going to put me in this box, I'll make the best of it. I'll watch only movies. I watch no sports, and we talk politics. You want to come in my store? Fine. If you, you know, have slight differences and nuances and disagree, we'll have a nice discussion. If you come in my store like a member of the Fourth Reich, well, brother, you're going to get tossed out one way or the other. And that's how I run it. So I put the Biden voters keep out, which, by the way, right after that, you know what I did, Macbeth? I bought the domain name dot BidenVotersKeepOut.com, and we will be launching cigars for sale online very soon. Sean wins in the end. Stop yelling. Sorry. get excited. Sean wins in the end, and that's what, the, that's what life is about. Put your own name where it belongs. See, but in this new Joe Biden America, this, this, this corrupt, fraudulent facade of a man.
1: Sean loses in the beginning and the end
3: right? That these 81, you want me to believe 81, 82, 80, make it a hundred million, a hundred million people support him. Okay, fine. Well, this one person goes against hundred million people. That's how I live it. Stay out. hundred million, take your money with you. And I'll tell you another thing, Macbeth. I'm doing them a service, right? After all, they hate me. They have contempt for me. I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh what's the new one? They call it uh, a Trump pansy. Do you see all these names? They call me. Yeah, they call all of us. I'm a terrorist. I'm a xenophobe. Okay, then stay out, you scum, because only one of us wants to kill a baby and it ain't me.
1: Yep, You're saving him the time of having to get triggered later.
3: That's the real scum to me. Anybody that wants to kill a baby, you're a piece of trash. And I don't need you in my house, in my business, around me, in my car. Stay away from me. That's how I like to live my life. I don't know why everybody doesn't live their life that way. So go ahead, if you don't mind, play uh, the, the clip, because I thought it was a very good interview. We yeah, have the whole
1: report here. we life. got to cut up, but uh, interesting parts. Here we go.
4: A business owner in West Suburban, Elmhurst, is making things political, and he isn't afraid to explain why. He tells CBS2's Jeremy Ross that it's his right to do what some people say is plain wrong. CBS2's Jeremy Ross joins us live from downtown Elmhurst with more on this storefront sign controversy. Jeremy, what's going on here?
1: Beautiful downtown Elmhurst.
4: And Charlie, that business owner, certainly not afraid to speak his mind. was.
1: We know that. We know that for an absolute fact. <laughs> this poor guy didn't know it. He didn't know it. <laughs> He's making the understatement of the year. All right, here we go.
4: Extremely candid with us saying if you voted for Joe Biden, he doesn't want your business. He doesn't want your cash. He doesn't even want you in the store and is prepared to suffer the consequences as a form of protest. In downtown Elmhurst, there are many signs. A little surprising, I guess. But one put up weeks ago is starting to draw more attention. Did a double take and looked at it. Just find it really, truly appalling. Biden voters keep out. Pretty much that I would like to stay out. (laughs) I cannot go in. But I find that offensive. (laughs) I find it horrible. I'm a Trump supporter. So if somebody put um, Trump supporters stay out, I wouldn't, you know, find that a very kind thing to put.
1: That lady walked the middle, but she was generally on your side, actually. Uh, She was probably uh, a wonderful girl.
3: I could care less one way or the other. So I I guess she's upset. She's they, about she's upset about Twitter. Then she's they upset about
1: Facebook. Really didn't uh, hit your main targeted demographic as far as cigar sales. I of think they not. they literally got who you described at the beginning the yoga pants joggers, um, yeah. people getting off the metro I, I, train who would never stop no. in your store. at the beginning, it's hilarious. I
3: called I called them yoga pants runners, but you get the point. Yeah. Now, why don't why, but, why they should have got the two attorneys when I first bought the store? The guy came in. This is a great story, George. He Came in with an ACLU hat on and a Bernie Sanders shirt. <laughs> I said, listen, stupid. Get out of the store, stupid. And, you know, that's how it went because that's how I've always run the business. That's how I run my life. If I now, see, but the reality is there's, a, there's an innuendo in the policies, and this is what I've been fighting since I was old enough to read. And that innuendo is I don't get to do that. That innuendo is I'm enslaved to strangers, right? I mean, look at our policies around the country. Look at, I don't care what, pick a policy like school, why in the hell should people pay for school of another kid? They don't know that kid. They don't know those people. It's the betterment of society. Well, who do you think these kids are that are killing each other in the city? These kids are the ones that we're wasting $16,000, $18,000 a year on. So the duality of, of, of altruism is we're going to say it's for the betterment of society, and then and we're going to use society against you. And by the way, members of that society may shoot you in the face if you got a Nissan, like the, the, the fireman who was killed by the kid. You see the, the the immorality and the stupidity in neo-Marxism? All right, I promise I'll take your calls. 312-642-5600. If you're on the line, stay on the line, all you people. Freedom!
0: Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600.
3: So the broader point of what happened to me is that it can happen to you, and it will happen to you if you step out of line, which is why it's not just the Liberty Hour. It's now the enemy of the state. Because in our new America, all those old talking points, they're just that. It's been that way for decades, but now... That's the fact. Jack, land of the free, home of the brave, king of the castle, unalienable rights, poppycock. And by the way, that whole thing where they swear to uphold the Constitution, are we still going to do that with Joe Biden and the rest of the Fourth Reich? Well, does it mean
1: anything coming from people who believe in a living document that just interpret the Constitution to say whatever they want it to say?
3: Well, here's what it is. They hide behind words that they feel have a certain virtue. That's why for... Seventy years, the neo-Marxists have been calling themselves liberal. They're not liberal. Look at what happened. Look at this woman that took the photograph and put it on, on her Facebook. And look at the women that chant and how dare he run this. And I, I'm using me in a broader sense, but it's, it's everything. It's why we what, do we, what do we call it now? The cancel culture. It's not a cancel culture. It's a fascist culture. That's the, that's the broader point. Every single policy they have is rooted in force. Their plans are of limitation, of extortion, of restraint. You are not free under the American Democrat policies. You are not free. It's that simple. Those people who live in the ghettos that the Democrat policies built, they know that. That's why they know the only way to survive is to play their little game. Because what statism brings you is just that, survival. You don't thrive. You're not free to live, to decide. You're not free to come to your own conclusions or use your own judgment. That's why on the in the national politics, they're making people who had nothing to do with this responsible for the actions of a few against all of us.
1: Well, worse than that, they're trying to blame people who are exercising their constitutional duty as a as a, a member of the government, the guys who are bringing up the the legal challenge in the in the right. House and Senate, which is something Democrats have done with every uh, uh, all of the last uh, a few elections in which Republicans won, so I, it's just ridiculous.
3: The Democrats are mafia. This is the reality, and this is how they treat us citizens. This is the basis of their policies: force, extortion, limitation, capitulation.
1: It's not quite the same, though. I mean, imagine if you the know- mafia had an entire media structure going around every time they capped somebody uh, saying, these are just sanitation workers. You hate sanitation workers.
3: Yeah, the mafias are quite different. They're better dressed and they're heterosexual. You know What are you going to do? But listen, uh, why don't we go to the uh, second clip and then we'll take the calls. Play the second clip if you don't mind. Why put the sign outside of your business? I don't want them anyway. I don't want them in there and I don't want to have to pretend that they have respect for me. So I'm going to show disrespect for them.
4: This is no joke. You do not want Biden voters in. Don't your- come in my store. Tell your friends. <laughs> I don't want you in the store. I don't want you near me. Speaking to us from South Florida, Sean Thompson says he's owned the Elmer Cigar House for about six years. But following the hotly contested November presidential election, he decided a sign of protest was appropriate. He or she can put whatever they want on there. Bottom line, this sign is about your freedom of speech absolutely
1: and for anybody who just tuned in that was the cbs2 it's part of the cbs2 report that they did on sean
3: yeah very nice very nice reporter he could have taken cheap shots he could have you know i'm gonna i want to just extend this to him uh he called me after we did the interview and said look i don't want to pigeonhole you i was gonna you know the people here wanted to title it trump supporter i said no no, no it's it's bigger than that this isn't about donald trump and yeah, it if you isn't. want
1: to title it title it libertarian
3: American businessman. No, I don't want to be the Keystone Libertarian. But you know what I'm saying. You know, be accurate. American businessman, right? Because this is Americanism. What we're watching here is the bastardization of our principles, and they're being used against us. Rights are being used as weapons to take away rights, because now it's the rights of the group versus this country's belief of the right of the individual.
1: And, right, let's and, go to, and a weight of whose rights matter more, which is even more dangerous.
3: It's preposterous. It's preposterous, and that's how you know we are on the path to Venezuela. All right, let's take a call.
1: All right, who do you want?
3: You pick it. Make it a make it one of the ladies.
1: One of the ladies. All uh, right, let's go with Susan.
3: Susan. Oh, hey, Sean. How I,
4: are you? I wasn't planning to talk tonight because I'm so hopping mad, but I was really upset. Um, every morning I have breakfast, and I pop open your Twitter, and I don't know if you're aware, but your account's been deactivated as far as my ability to see it.
3: I'm aware. Am I aware? It was on January 6th. It was like the ending of The Godfather. They got us all. I think they got me before Trump. I'm actually quite flattered. Yes, they seized my account. and uh, I I I think I had close to 4,000 followers. And by the way, they're not like the Joe Walsh followers where I bought them the fraud that he is. They're actual people. So, yeah, they seized it. They seized a bunch of other people. And, you know, quite honestly, where where are you going to go? Well, I, went, I was going to go to Parlor and I, 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 you know, I like Parlor and it's—I'm dropping all of it, Facebook, all of it. I'm dropping it all, right. and I'm going to probably go, you know, full board into Parler. But here's the okay. thing, Susan, I defend their right to do that to me. I really do. Right. It's their right. business. Do what you want to do. Shame on us for not building our own platform. You know. And by the way, Susan, I don't know if you—I mean, I know you listen to the show. I tried that. It's very expensive, and it's—you know—I tried to do the Capitalist Union, which if you go to bidenvoterskeepout.com for now it leads you to the capitalist union it'll soon lead you to the elmer cigar house all right thank you susan for the call i promise i'll get to the rest of your calls and then we're going to get on to the national news but it's funny how this story is the national news and it's if we're going to live under tyranny or freedom i think you know the answer
0: 312-642-5600 you're listening to the liberty hour with sean thompson Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600.
3: Yes, yes, McBeth. We're going to, uh, I'm going to have, did I tell you I'm having t-shirts and uh, sweatshirts made?
1: Uh, No, are you doing any 4X?
3: Well, I'll get you one. All right, good. I'm glad you knew what I was asking. Yeah, it's going to have the Elmhurst Cigar House in front and on the back, Biden voters keep out in big bold letters. That's funny. Yeah, you know, well, here's the reality. They're going to use their laws, and they're going to use policies to put businesses like mine out of business. They've already done it, right? I mean, uh, we've got a governor, couldn't do a push-up if I offered him a sandwich. Like a real man, he wants to shut people down. He gets to do it by the stroke of a pen, for our own goods, of course. You know, our own good, of course. In the meantime, he could care less about the entrepreneurs, the people not on the dole, the people not in the scam, so to me, we might as well uh, capitalize when you can. But when you hit to that, I think, what did Joe Biden say? A family can only make 400000 So when you get to three ninety, retire for the year. See, this is how you, you, have to, you have to live in the constraints of government, like the Soviet Union, like Venezuela. This is the new America. Land of the free, home of the brave. Keep telling your kids those fairy tales. And in the meantime, our country is being stolen by doddering fools in wet diapers. All right, we got a caller? McPath? Did I lose you?
1: Say again, I'm screening calls for you. What's up?
3: Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Do we have a caller?
1: we got lots of callers. What do you want?
3: Give me somebody. You pick them.
1: All right. Let's go with Greg. Greg. Oh, I thanks. put Greg on the wrong line.
3: Let's go with Greg now. Greg, thanks for calling the show. Hey. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Good.
5: Uh, it's a it's an incredible weekend, an incredible week. And I just wanted to echo a lot of what you said. A lot of what you said, I told Macbeth when he screened my call. You know, I check my nephew every every day. I call him every day. He walks a lot. He goes outside. And uh, he's upset about this school thing. He's upset about this five-month additional 150-day mass thing. He's asking me if he's going to be able to go to high school as, as for his senior year. And I said, I don't know. But I wanted to ask you a question. I'm talking to him now. And, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing my conversation with him. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's talk about each three. Your life, are you satisfied with your life right now? Are you happy with what's going on? Are you happy with your surroundings? I'm not, okay. Liberty, do you feel that you're free to pursue the liberty and make the decisions that you wanna make and achieve the goals that you wanna make and fulfill your life in a way that you feel you need to have it done with social contacts and friends and building relationships? No, I'm not doing that. Pursuit of happiness, but if you don't have the first two, then the third uh, answer to that question is obvious. And I said, no. you know, your uncle is here, and I will support you, and I will never give up on you.
3: Well, yeah, but it, it, the reality is these are things beyond your control. These are things that the government has, in, has affected. And they've affected all of these things with no thought of consequences. This is why I fought so vehemently hard against the concept that government had the power to place you under house arrest even if they thought it was for your own good. It doesn't matter their intention. What matters is the, is the outcome. Intentions don't matter. Outcomes matter.
1: Oh, and, and strategy.
3: And Well, they have no strategy. No, I'm They're saying strategy. if the
1: strategy involves taking away your personal freedoms, then the strategy matters.
3: And you want to know what's funny? Do you remember when Trump would say the cure cannot be worse than the than the, uh the Yeah, I've problem. got
1: that in the system here somewhere.
3: And that's the reality of what he was talking about. But here we are. We're living in the cure. Do you like it? And I have to tell you, you're living in the cure. I come down to Florida, and it's a totally different world. And the, so the people wear masks and all of that. But so what? Everything is open. Small businesses are the real economy. The government isn't the economy. They don't make money, they take it. They don't create money, they create debt. Yeah. Everything they do is further taxation. I don't know what people don't understand. And this notion by these, by these neo-Marxist frauds who put their own standards aside and voted for the 50-year political whore, these actions by them, are just loving this. There's a section of people, you know that teacher that took the photograph of herself yeah, in Puerto Rico. on the beach. The kids are, 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 are under house arrest. The kid's suicide is through the roof. The depression, the, the medication through the roof. And where's the teacher? I'm in Puerto Rico taking a selfie like she's me, working, earning, producing. She's a fraud, a communist. You see how they live? And this is the new America. That's Joe Biden's America. Yep. So, to you, eighty-one million people that voted for it, supposedly, stay away from me. We frauds. got uh,
1: time for one more in this segment. Let's do Mary. Right.
3: Mary, thanks for calling the show.
6: Oh God, I'm starstruck now. Now that you're a TV star, I, you know. <laughs> what do you think
3: about what do you think about the convertible and the sunglasses with the Hamilton tank? That's the devil, even in a high pitched
6: voice. Well, That's just right. Heard of- <laughs> I just heard about it, so I didn't get to watch it yet. So I won't be starstruck till I watch it. But here goes. I'm so right proud at the of top North of CBS2's website. Yeah. Got it. So I'm so proud of you, Sean. And then there's all one other gentleman that I heard on a talk show bragging, not bragging, but uh, claiming his case like you. He has a sign on his restaurant in California that says, like all the other signs we have to see around here, no one will be allowed in except his says, no one will be allowed in with a mask. There you go.
3: Hello? And you know something and he that's
6: doing? He's like, it's working. He's like, let them kick me out. They haven't come for me yet. I'm running my restaurant. People are coming in yeah. without a meal.
3: Yes. Yeah. I had wonderful people come in my store today from all over. I'm not kidding you. I wasn't there, but I, you know, was getting a, an update. Wonderful people. And you know what's funny? An immigrant man from an Eastern European uh, country came in, and he didn't smoke Macbeth. And and, and he, you know, what he told my nice. cousin, "I just want to spend money here." Fair I enough. mean, it's it's a wonderful outpouring. And here's what I've been saying for decades. We make the world go around, not the Marxists, not the socialists. They do nothing. They're human anchors that the rest of us drag. They are speed bumps to life. They're not virtuous. They're not altruistic. They're mini demigod tyrants, and they should be treated as such. Like Aldoche, We'll be back after this. I I, I have to tell you, Macbeth. I'm hoping that we have a bright future. I'm concerned we don't.
0: This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer.
3: I like that song. You picked that, didn't you, McBeth, You handsome devil?
0: What, the
1: song?
3: Yeah. It's
1: been one of your bumpers for three years.
3: You know why? Because when I I was asked to do the show, I was asked for a list of songs, and I'm pretty sure I picked that. I'm going to take full credit. They
1: should really renew your music. We've been using the same music for a long time.
3: Yeah, that's all right. Well, get on it. You're the guy with all the buttons. Yeah, it takes in the, effort. In the meantime, now that I'm in uh, <laughs> Studio C, uh, why don't you give me Nick?
1: I want to get Nick, and then I want to get Jim, because he's calling from out of the country. So here we go with Nick.
3: Nick, Maybe. thanks for calling Maybe. the show. How are you, buddy? John. Yes. Great show again, as usual. It's just so nice to hear your voice. Thank you.
2: Uh, I was going to say that I think the reason Trump is getting all bent out of shape is got all these people who worked against him. for down in Georgia. they had, like, two or three top Republican people say, don't come out and vote. The system's so rigged it's not worth it, you know. Yeah. And uh, I feel that uh, he's not a professional politician. He never was. He never will be. He talks and, and, and releases his feelings the way he he feels, like, someone like you, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I don't see him as getting on hands and out of control. I mean, that's just the way he
3: is. He's you super mm-hmm. people about the the, right. the, the, okay. way the we I've got was a bad stolen. connection with Nick.
1: We got a bad connection with Nick. Sorry, Nick, but we get what Nick. you're saying,
3: and we and we love you, Nick, for calling the show all the time. And uh, his original comment was, "Do I re- do I regret saying don't vote into a rigged system?" and 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 the answer is absolutely not. Listen, this is a frauded, rigged system. Stacey Abrams, the sister and the judge, the phony ballots, the ridiculous uh, uh, registration of Democrats, Democrats moving in, not to mention the ultimate cheat, which, by the way, I'm not sure how many of you watched it, HBO documentary Kill Chain. You can't even, it, it, it's backdoor into automated systems, which is what I've been complaining about long before Donald Trump decided to run. And it's, it's not, not a, a Trump thing.
1: Right. It's not a movie made by conservatives, Republicans, Trump people, even independents. It's made by Democrats.
3: For Democrats to yes. prove beyond the shadow of a doubt, the systems were not only hackable, had been hacked.
1: You know, those systems where there's no evidence of any wrongdoing.
3: Exactly. So, you know, you're not going to outcheat cheat. The gypsy, the, the, the Democrat mafia, you can't out-cheat them. I caught myself. You can't out-cheat them. You can't. So what are you going to do? You're going to play into it? Listen, you want to know the greatest protest of all is the Malcolm X protest. I refuse to participate in a rigged system. I will stand opposed, always and forever. I have nothing but respect for that. That's how I run it. You want to know my favorite election result would be? Democrats, whatever, Republican zero because until that happens they're going to keep making you think you got a chance yeah. i got a chance and by the way they're fundraising off you all right let's they're get... making a fortune that's why the mitch mcconnell's the lindsey graham did i tell you my wife gave that moron lindsey graham money i almost that was it all right. i don't care about the new kitchen go burn the money like you hate it but don't give it to that scumbag
1: let's be kind and get jim in here jim, jim. is calling from honduras Shit.
3: what's up jim Yes, sir. This
5: show is so important. We have to go do a long-distance remote call from Honduras. Yeah. Where if you're down here near poor, you don't have any kind of safety net. So people up there should appreciate what they have. But yeah. uh, I, I you think don't have a safety net doing, unless doing you're in right. one of Jim's
3: harems. Go ahead, Jim. Well, I wish I had more. Not like you. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think the quote
5: boat... <laughs> uh, Rand Paul had a little uh, quote. It says we
3: should never. It wasn't written. No. Ah. <laughs> boy Jim the, 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 the hut must, behavior yeah, you broke up there your hut must be losing tinfoil on the roof, but listen, thank you for calling from Honduras <laughs> yep and uh you go ahead and enjoy yourself there, and I hope you find shorts. thank you so much um we got another we got another caller out
1: Uh night? we're we're going out for the hour'
3: we're going out for news the hour? Was that an hour, yeah. All right, got to do that, Nancy. The Nancy Pelosi at 60 Minutes, riveting. Who's going to kill first, Lizley Stahl or Nancy Pelosi? Is there anybody new that needs a job? Must all 80-year-olds be taking over everything? We'll be back after this.
4: Zing.
0: Liberty in America is under assault. where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson.
3: I am enjoying, unfortunately, uh, a lot of hatred by the neo-Marxists, Pretending to be so altruistic and love society. And by the way, we have to take from one group to give to this virtuous other. See, I think And
1: before you, anybody you, questions it, you are enjoying it. I am enjoying that it. Wasn't, that wasn't an incorrect choo- uh, choice of words.
3: No, I'm enjoying it. Yep. And I, I have to tell you, I even enjoy um, on Facebook, as this was posted, the attack, because the Elmhurst Cigar House has its own Facebook. So the attack by the loser in the Cubs jersey who's never had a job in his life trying to tell me what a loser I am and I'm a terrorist and I'm a bigot. See, they have to have all of these names to throw at us because they have to justify their hatred for their fellow Americans that actually make the world go wrong. See, that's always been something that's perplexed me. People think there's actually something called government versus just a bunch of people in it.
1: Do you think that's why they do it? Because they need I, to justify I, their hatred?
3: I think that a socialist is just a thief without the courage to get a gun. I always That's just assumed
1: they did it because they were too dumb to actually be able to vocalize no, a rational... They have
3: contempt for anybody who can do something they can't do or won't do.
1: That's most or, people. or
3: choose not to do. See, so they have this inner hatred for anybody who has more than them. So they have to create this Trojan horse of, of, of I say the word altruism, but it's really a false virtue where they're a victim of circumstance rather than a victim of their own flawed character. So they need this, this protector, this do-gooder called government, which is full of a lot of political whores, to do their dirty work for them. And that's why they're complacent with government being in every aspect of your life. But they hate big business. They love big government, hate big business. Not that I love big business because most of the time big business is corporatism where they're paying the political whores to make sure they don't have competition. We call it the Internet, Silicon Valley. So that's the real scam. And by the way, Macbeth, you're a techie guy. Let's build an outer net. You know, Let's scratch the Internet. It's too corrupt. I want the outer net.
1: Well, that's that's just a series of ad hoc connections, computer to computer. And eventually you'd have to network enough of them together and you would just be back in the Internet.
3: Oh, you're boring. Even the nerds. All right. Um,
1: Forget you, buddy.
3: So, so let's go to uh, <laughs> and let's go to my. You know, I, I I talked a lot during that first hour, even though it is a talk show. Um, but I'd like to go to the the rest of the clip because look, the reality is, if I do these talking points that everyone else is doing, if I try to sell you this nonsense that all of us are guilty because people chose to break things in the Capitol, I can't do that. Because I don't believe that.
1: And you I'm weren't there guilty. and you didn't do it.
3: I'm not guilty for the actions of others. You're not guilty for the actions of others. They want you to feel like you are. So you shut your mouth and you sit down and get in line. I'm never going to tell you to do that. Come to your own conclusion. But I've been like this since a little kid. I'll never forget when teachers and parents or relatives, you know, don't judge lest ye be judged. Shut the Fine. hell up. Judge me. I told my kids, "You judge everything, baby, and you go with your judgment. That's why when I saw that creep father Flager get pinned with some some charge, I wasn't shocked as I'm never shocked by that nonsense, because I don't give false virtue to strangers, and I think we'd all be better off if we did that. That's just me, yeah, so in the end, when you know I'm, I'm talking to Jeremy Ross,: Yeah, who, for
1: those that were in a new hour there, so let's let's recap a little bit. Uh, Sean was on CBS Two in Chicago News. Uh, Because he put a sign in his cigar house there in Elmhurst that said, Biden voters keep out. And uh, what you did was uh, commit the cardinal sin of suburban uh, business ownership. You, You made the biddies mad. Oh, boy. Yeah.
3: I'll tell you what. That's why. Thank God. You know, I, I, I'm not one of these guys. Oh, everybody. I'm, you know, my wife's the best. My <laughs> kids are the best. I never was like that. But one thing's for sure. I never walked around with two feet in a shoe while, while other people told me how to behave. And yeah. I have no respect for men that do that. You know, the idea that these women... And uh, 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 not that I have a problem with women coming to conclusions, but these the, these are the people that are outraged at a cigar store. What are you, come in and buy cigars, honey? Mind your business. Go on to the tailor. What are you bothering me for?
1: Yeah, Ridiculous. don't you have somewhere to go? Uh, but, stupid. yeah, so this is this is the point at which, uh, and we played the clips in the last hour, this is the point at which they have their legal expert come in to Ooh, yes, weigh I- in on whether or not you are uh, you are cancelable, I guess, or something. <laughs> I, don't really know
3: I, 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 I can't wait to
6: hear what he has to say. <laughs> right. Right. There's nothing in any anti-discrimination law, federal, state or local, that prohibits you from expressing your
2: political beliefs, which is obviously what this uh, store is doing.
4: CBS 2 legal analyst Irv Miller saying the sign Biden voters keep out is a form of protected speech for the private business owner. If that's the way the law works, fine, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to support that. No legal consequences. But there could be business consequences.
6: Business consequences? Is he doing this to? to- all
1: right, I'll save you the rest of it uh, oh, because know. they were they were talking. He's like, you know, it might affect his bottom line. But <laughs> but like you said, and and I'll I'll, be, I'll even paraphrase you in that clip to save time, which is with all the COVID shutdowns and and anti business sentiment, you're you're used to reduce sales.
3: In the worst I, uh, case, actually,
1: shut me down. I'll smoke these cigars myself. You've said that exactly here. Right. You've said that to me in private. Like I, yeah. I don't doubt that for a minute.
3: And the funny thing is, uh, you know, Jeremy Ross asked me that question. directly. I said, Jeremy, I've had my business shut down by a 400-pound trust fund baby. What, what's less than zero, Jeremy? Yeah. What's less than zero? He's taken businesses like mine and locked them up, taken possession hostily and shut us down for nine months. Nine months. And by the way, nothing he did did any good other no. than the hot air that comes out of his big bazoo when a corned beef isn't going in it.
1: No, and part of the problem uh, for Pritzker specifically is that I think, uh, especially when you look at, um, uh, what's his face, Uh, Harmon uh, sent that letter to Congress asking for a bailout. They really were trying to frame every single bit of Illinois' financial woes on COVID and the COVID uh, situation, whereas... uh, You know, going back 20, 25 years. That's
3: why these Democrat mafia neighborhoods had no problem stealing, frauding and cheating because they all are in the same predicament. You show me where a Democrat mafia is in control and I'll show you a bankrupt area. An area of ghettos and dismay and hardship because that's where their policy leads. Now, in the same breath, you want me to believe 82 million Americans voted to have this dimwit who doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July take, all away, take away their freedoms, their businesses, their property, their money. I mean, it's, it's preposterous to me. And by the way, whoever the handyman is at the White House, you better put exit signs over the doors or this moron isn't going to get out of a room.
1: Joke. Now well, he'll have people to guide him.
3: It's despicable to me. You Maybe watch this guy doddering old man with his wife carting him around. His teeth are hanging out of his mouth. It's almost as ridiculous as Nancy Pelosi winning again the Speaker of the House. These Democrats will do exactly what they're told because they're bought and paid for, like Chicago aldermen. Scumbags. I can't take any more of it. So stay away. Keep out. Speaking of
1: Pelosi, yeah. uh, You've got a segment there, a little clip that you sent me. Yeah, disgusting. Uh, it's up yeah. to you if you want to hear it now or you won't wait till the next segment.
3: Let's get the people aggravated, then we'll take a bunch of calls.
4: Call All right. right. Is anybody running the executive branch of the government? Who is running Let's the executive branch? Well, sadly, the person who's running the executive branch what?
0: is a deranged, unhinged, dangerous the president party. of the United States. And only a number of days until uh, we can be protected from him. Uh, but he has done something so serious uh, that there should be prosecution against him.
4: But she got a mouth. I gather that the 25th Amendment is off the table. That isn't nothing is off the table.
3: It's
1: a good thing she said president of the United States. Otherwise, people might think she was talking about herself.
3: Listen, I, I am. A, I understand I'm from Malrose Park. I live in Elmwood Park. People accuse me of having an accent, although I think all the rest of you people do. However, why can't people? she enunciate a word? What is the? Are the jibs the wrong size? You would think with that health care, the husband being a billionaire, the false jibs would fit securely. Why can't she enunciate a word? Or is it just that she partied so hardy in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, she can't finish a sentence? No, what is I, it?
1: I think it's pretty obvious. They've paralyzed enough of her face with Botox that she can't oh, actually yeah. form those shapes with her mouth anymore.
3: Post-op Pelosi, where's the Demerol? I can't take the idea these 80-year-old dimwits are running things. I can't take it. How am I going to do four years? Can't do it. <laughs> Got to retire. I'm going to buy one of those <laughs> ski dudes, ride around. I can't take it. Can you take it? 312-642-5600. Is this the America you thought? Forget about the fact that it's been completely undermined and bastardized. We have 80-year-olds. They can't get into a Denny's without a walker and an assistant. They're running the damn government. It's, it's outrageous to me. We'll be back after this.
0: This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on A560, The Answer.
3: McBeth, you know what I love about the neo-Marxist scum coveting strangers, wanting to restrict them and take their money? They don't have time to post on the Facebook, to go on the Yelp, and the, shut up, I don't care what you do, you neo-Marxist rats. Look at Rebecca, wouldn't come here if you paid me. Plenty of cigar establishments in the surrounding areas. Go somewhere else where respect is a two-way street. This guy is clearly off his rocker. Rebecca, I'm going to say to you what everybody... I mean, she's ever right mentioned. about
1: the last part, For be being yeah. honest.
3: I want to say to her what everybody who's ever met her wanted to say to her. Shut up, dummy, Tony, no That's, one cares about your stop. effing business now.
1: Stop yelling into the microphone.
3: I'm very hostile. Way to I drive know. yourself out of business because Tony cares if I go in business or not. Oh, maybe you can host clan parties. See, now here's the thing, Tony, you moron. You want everybody to cut you a break because you happen to be some sort of a minority. You like the bigotry of low expectations, right? You like affirmative action. You like handouts because you, you're happy with the government being in control because they've done so well by all of you people, right? This is this is the, the duality. Of, of collectivism, of government-centric control. Forget about the reality of everything the government has touched in every welfare area, regardless of color, is absolute and abject poverty, failure, and hopelessness. Tony just wants a little more of it. And if you speak against the government, or if you speak against socialism, you're a member of the Klan. Well, Tony, here's the difference. I always treat people equal until they open their mouth. Then I call them what they are, dummy. All right, we got a call or not?
1: Who do you want? What do you want? What do you want?
3: If you if we got an interesting call, give me a call.
1: Uh, okay, uh let's go with uh, Ed.
3: Hi, Ed. Hey, Sean, I love your show. Just wish you'd speak your mind a little more often, but uh <laughs> It's my it's my New Year's slogan, or my New Year's resolution. I really got to <laughs> abide by it. I got to stop tolerating dummies. Go ahead.
5: Oh, uh, I I love it. I love it a lot. So just want to let you know that uh, I've done two things tonight. First was I programmed your store into my GPS, and the second is
3: I'm, uh, I'm going to take up smoking cigars again. Nice. Well, you come in. We'll start you off with a real nice, easy Connecticut, and uh, give me a month or two. I'll have you up to the man's cigar Nicaragua when I smoke. We'll get you up there, brother. Don't worry. I'm going to ease you into it. And by the way, uh-huh. I have the best coffee you've ever had, and I don't charge for it. Coffee it's is good, and it's free. And I give you a Marxist-free smoking environment. What's not to love, baby? I'll see you. I get back on Tuesday. Can you, you
1: put out. a price on that, folks?
3: Can't put a price. on I'm <laughs> there. Thank you very much. All right, I do have some. Uh, I do have some guests that are uh, a little unusual, but they're my regulars. You know, I love them even when I hate them. You know, that's it's just always. How it you
1: know, the only time I'm ever really there is when we're recording a show, yeah. and uh, you know, it's always a good crowd.
3: And I've got my favorites, and you know, it's it's funny. Because people have a way to categorize, um, you know, like like Tony, for example. I'm a racist. I'm a member of the Klan. My dearest friends, um, it's irrelevant what race they are, where they're from. It's that we all share the same appreciation for freedom, for individuality, and for the idea in this country nobody gets to tell you what to do or how to think. That is by right now, that is the very smallest minority in this country. The minority isn't about race is isn't about religion. It's about individuality. There is no real minority in America except for the individual. That's why it's so easy to attack them. It's so easy to put them out of business and control them and steal their money. I mean, this is is what happens when a country becomes unmoored from its principles. And America doesn't have any principles anymore. In fact, I can't tell the damn difference between us and Europe. Can you? All right, who do we got on the line? Let's see.
1: How about Greg?
3: I right, like Greg. Let's go with Greg. Let's Greg.
2: See. Hey, how you doing? I love your show. Uh, things here. Uh, I've got an election sign for Nancy Pelosi, and it's got a picture of a dog urinating on her uh, and her sign.
1: Okay, and so let's cover that again. We, that got got a, uh, we just lost yeah. the last eight seconds. So oh. he's got a Nancy Pelosi sign that has a uh, a picture of a dog relieving itself.
3: There we go. we got to use relieving, Greg. There's there's FCC rules. And by the way, they're okay. swarming us, baby. You can guarantee yeah, that. Yeah, we're
1: not taking any chances with this show, that's for no, sure. Oh,
3: chances, <laughs> for God's sakes. And then I mean, also,
2: I'm not far from the Dixon-Walgreen Airport. I've got acreage out here. For the past several years, I've had Trump carved into my uh, grass. In so I've seen If you fly over from the Dixon Airport, <laughs> the Walgreen Airport, and look down... You can see Trump into the lawn. And if you want that sign, give me an address, uh, and I'll drop it off
3: at your cigar store. 114 West Park Avenue. Just follow the broken glass, because I'm sure they're (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous. I got all these. Here's the good news. Apparently, these socialists will get out of their house, and they are motivated to do vandalism. But nonetheless, at least they're moving. It's good for the blood flow. It is so preposterous to me that the part of our society that is virtuous is the one that wants to take other people's property. That's how you know, baby. You are on the road to Venezuela.
1: Well, yeah, that's how you know greed. So if if someone has property that's being taken from them, they're greedy for wanting to keep that property.
3: Only in America are you greedy because you want your own money. Yep. Yeah, but the guy who wants to take it, the Tonys of the world. What was this Dimwitz name? Virtuistic. Teresa. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebecca, all of these people, they're virtuous, right? And they get to call you names and they get to do things. Here's the one thing about a small business person, and it's not just me, it's every single person out there. At least they had the gumption to get out and do something and put their own money, put their own effort, put their own work. It's real glamorous being a business owner when you start the day by cleaning a toilet or mopping a floor. Real glamorous, but they're the bad people. I'll tell you what, it's a topsy-turvy world out there and it's going to get real sticky because here's the other thing. You will look back, all of you, even the ones that say they voted for Biden or support socialism. You will look back in 12 months and you will wish that we were back at these prices because the economic tsunami that's about to hit this country because of these dimwit policies and these morons we call politicians running things. You ain't seen nothing yet. I mean are you looking at this Macbeth they're talking about listen you know what's funny they're going to take away 1031 exchanges they're going to take the corporate rate at a, and go to 28 then 44% you're going to make everybody sit in their house and 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 societies do one thing under socialists they split they really split and it isn't about opinion it's about money honey this country has what they call a middle class only because there was a private economy Where's the private economy? It was taken away under the guise of a pandemic. And now look at us. We're all Europeans. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they really got to hit the throttle. And when this thing gets into overdrive, you will wish to God that we had a different outcome. Although we did have the right outcome. It was simply stolen. And the thieves outnumber us in positions of power. Those positions of power are government, the judicial system, the people who are supposed to be the ones that are the lawyers that are overwatching law. Law is no longer a shield in America. It is a weapon. It is against the individual. It is against the free man. You won't see a policy again for the next two years for certain. I say the next four years that actually strengthens freedom. Every policy from now. Under the Biden administration, will be about stripping away freedom from the few in the name of the many. Ta-da! No- You're a Democrat. Bingo. They have no new ideas. They're only recycling the old Soviet ideas.
1: Yeah, and and, and I love the uh, the oft-repeated, uh, you know, well, it hasn't been really tried. Real socialism has never been real. Real. It's like yes, it has. Pseudo. It always led to something worse
3: pseudo-intellectual pot-smoking freaks in a dorm room who haven't practiced hygiene for seven months coming up with new ways to control people. That's called Democrat, American Democrat policies. Take a look at some of these freaks out there. These are the people in charge now. It's, it's, it, I think it's just terrible. It's a terrible feeling. But there's optimism in it because eventually they're going to have to realize it. The Soviet Union yeah. went 72 years. We're America. We could do it in 34 She's going to be real sticky for the 34. That's yeah. all.
1: Let's get Jeff in real quick.
3: Jeff, thanks for calling the show. How are you, kid? Hey, brother, I'll tell you what. I called you a while ago on the
2: show, and I was searching around for you for, for months, man. I'm glad I caught you back in here again, and I hope to hear you more often. I had to say that. And oh, Happy you. New Year to you and your buddy there. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. He
1: thinks we're buddies. Yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I was gonna say, I think the American people are stupid. I mean, I'll say this. I agree. I've said this on my website. They're stupid, because yeah. I kept telling my friends that are pro Trump. You know, whether the president wins or lost, loses, that doesn't matter as much as the Congress and the Senate does. That if the if president, if Biden gets in office like he is, and you know, we won the House or the Senate or one, you know, whatever, both, we have more control than the president. Okay, so. Yeah. Wow. Where they didn't understand, where people on the Republican side didn't understand is how this thing was going to work out. They stuck all their cookies or their, their eggs in one basket, and, and this is what's going to cost them. And, and the honestly, other thing, too- I think you're absolutely right in everything you said. I think
3: we're losing the battle. And I think after a couple of years from now, there will be no Republican Party. I appreciate the call. If you care to participate, 312-642-5600. When's going to be the next law that restrains the politician? Can we get one of those in the future? I don't think so. We'll take your calls after this break.
0: Now, back to the Liberty R. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. It
3: was a fast break. This is a fast two hours, McBath. It really is. I love this. I was looking so forward to this even before the story. There's so much to cover, so much atrocity, so much, how could you say? It's, it's, Infringement. It's more, of a character, it's more of a character assassination of Donald Trump. It's a. It, you almost have to be in awe at the way they're able to use the slightest opportunity to literally imprison American citizens and to and to strengthen the corporatism that will be the new Pravda, the Internet and the, and the media. It's going to work hand in glove around the necks of anybody that would fight off statism, that would fight off government control. I mean, where is the alternative – to the the path of America, which, by the way, we're just following Venezuela, and we're hoping that the prison camp is better lighted. That's all I see as a difference. I don't see anybody. Where's the the old-fashioned American Democrat? Not the one that I I, I quoted in an interview that that got edited that said, I disagree with you, but I die for your right to say it. I don't mean those. Those Those are long gone. I mean the ones who said maybe it would be best if a small few didn't control everything. I mean, it seems to me that that's the new American Democrat. It really is sickening. Do you concur?
1: Well, yeah. I don't know if it's very new. I mean, I you know, in the nineties, really we isn't. were seeing a lot of the beginnings of all of this PC garbage, and then you get to uh, you get to a point now where uh, these kids that grew up. I mean, if you think about the average college kid right now, the average college kid was not born when the towers fell. These are people without a significant amount of life experience, so their their life has been. George W. Bush as a little kid, and then Barack Obama for eight years, and then four years to Donald Trump. So, you know, when you want to talk about somebody not having perspective, of course they don't.
3: And you know what's funny is that the the modern-day Republican is nothing more than a 90s, at best, a 90s Democrat. They don't even have an idea of what Americanism is or the individuality that actually stoked what we now are assaulting as the middle class.
1: Well, yeah, and that they'll way Republicans, remun- yeah, and Democrats are pretty much the same in that they'll just go with whatever the populist idea is, regardless of what they believed yesterday or last week or a month ago or what makes sense now. It's just going to be whatever is the uh, cause du jour.
3: I always said there will never be a such thing as a Barack Obama yuppie. There was no such thing. There was, this, there was an eight-year period of stagflation. People don't even know what that word is anymore. And really, and, and the reason is, is because the phony Republican in George W. Bush, by the way, that Patriot Act was a good idea, huh? Is that's going to be used. That's going to be used as a battering ram, as not just crackpot Marxists on Facebook, call me a terrorist. You're the new terrorist if you supported Donald Trump. After all, aren't you watching the news? That's what they're calling us now. We're all terrorists now. The I award are you fighting. no
5: points,
0: and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah, the, people,
3: the people who are fighting for individuality or who are fighting for some sense of an America where the J.B. Pritzkers of the, of the country can't just take away our lives, those are now called American terrorists. Instead of the Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorns that actually blew up people, those are, those are the virtuous Democrats. But if you speak of property rights, if you speak of unalienable rights of the individual, you're a terrorist, you're a racist, you're a xenophobe, you're a bigot. Because that's what they have to do, rather than justify their own hatred for mankind, the whole time uh, pretending to champion humanity. It's it's truly a return of the primitives. And that's really what the Democrats are. It's it's a
1: large-scale exercise in psychological projection. Because every, and, everything you see them complain about Trump is something that they do. Everything you see them complain about uh, Republicans in general is something they do. They're projecting their guilt upon other people because that's what weak-minded people do.
3: And, you know, I, I was thinking that maybe there'd be an opportunity for, for I guess, I, I don't even like saying the word, I feel dirty, but Republicans to maybe fight the state, the collective And then I was taken back to many, many years ago when I was invited by certain uh, Republicans who at the time were high in the Republican Party, and I listened to them talk and how they had contempt for Republicans. It's like listening to the Democrats who have contempt for anybody who isn't part of that philosophy. It's easy to cheat. It's easy to steal. It's easy to extort from people you have no respect from or of, excuse me. You have no, they have no respect for us. They have no respect for their fellow man. We're just a means to an end, and they will, by hook or crook, by intimidation or extortion, they will force capitulation. That is their their actual policies. Look at them. Listen to them. You know, it, 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 and this new bill that they passed, fifty five hundred pages written by by the people who buy them. Uh, we call them contributors, written by the companies that will implement the fascism and the tyranny. Where are the Republicans fighting against? it? Where are the Adam Kinzinger's of the world? We all know where they are.
1: Yeah, I think that's he's on Tinder. Pretty well established.
3: He's on Tinder. I'm just hoping he's not on the Flager side of Tinder.
1: Let's uh, let's keep it. Uh, uh, let's do keep we have it a caller on the line? Uh, yeah, we got Eduardo or we got uh, Robert. Robert. What do you want?
3: Let's go with Eduardo. He's loyal. So is Robert, but. Let's go Whatever, Edward.
1: Eduardo, what's up, dude?
3: How are you? Yeah, good evening. Uh, this is very disturbing. I'm reading stories
5: here of uh, people getting arrested in Britain when they're walking outside their homes, and this uh, Chinese guy from the New York Times saying, yeah, it's a good thing we surveil people. That way they'll be COVID-compliant, you know, checking to see if they got their masks and socially distanced. That's what's going to come under the Biden administration.
3: But who changed the law, Eduardo, to open up absolute and total surveillance yep. of American citizens. Who, who really did that? You didn't think there'd be questions, did you, Edward? <laughs> the answer is George he W. Knows. Bush. He He
1: thought you were talking to me, I think.
3: Oh, yeah. The Patriot George, Act. Yeah. George W. Bush did that. The Republican. You see the real game here?
1: Well, and that, that was a nice co-op effort. If you think back to that, you had a, a nice, nice bipartisan uh, stripping of your civil liberties. And there. under
3: the law... Once deemed a terrorist, your rights as an American citizen, your process, your due process, that doesn't apply to you. They don't have to read you rights anymore. You're a terrorist. They'll take you off to Guantanamo. And and look at how many of us, how many Republicans cheered for the Guantanamo. Be careful what you wish for. You just may get it. That's American prosperity. American superiority. You want to know who the bad player is in the world? Careful when you look in the mirror. We'll be back. 312-642-5600.
0: You're listening to the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600.
3: Well, well, well. Hank Paulson returns to Wall Street to run the climate-focused P.E. fund. Hank Paulson is a Republican scumbag, corporatist. He's not just the architect of the original bailout, profited to numbers we can only imagine. He's in line to be and capitalize on the Green New Deal that won't be called the Green New Deal. It will be called the Biden agenda. You see, hand and glove. And those are the hands around your neck. That's what our future looks like. Corporatism, On steer rights. By the way, Macbeth, did you see uh, Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger?
1: Uh, No, what did Arnold Schwarzenegger do? Was this new?
3: He just came out uh, moments before the show. He compared um, to what happened to the Capitol as Kristallnacht. Because, you know, his father was actually a Nazi. And he compared it to Kristallnacht, which was when the Nazis, the uh, National Socialist Party, seized all of the private stores of the Jewish people. He compared um, what happened in the capital to crystal neck, so apparently steroids do make your brain smaller and your arms bigger. That's what the conclusion I got to. That, um, but we do have some callers on the line. I'm yeah, sure they're not going to talk about uh, corporatism specifically. But who is it? Robert, correct? Robert, in yeah, Robert. Yep. Thanks for calling the show. How are you?
6: Hey, fine, Sean. First of all, I have a comment and then a question for you guys. And um, good evening. First mm-hmm. question is uh, we we heard your um, Your news about your store on the news and uh, good work, you know. Be careful because they're gonna probably send a gulag out pretty soon to get you.
3: I take them one at a time or all at once.
6: Sorry about that. Darn right, right. yeah. Now, my question is now, as we go along on this and they start passing some radical ideas, Green New Deal, um, restriction of freedom of speech, uh, the tough or removal of the right to bear arms. How soon could this be done, and could the Supreme Court, would they overrule what the Congress does as unconstitutional, if, if I may say? I'll take your call, uh, answer oh, over.
3: The, you know what I love about you, Robert? You ask the question you know the answer to. With such yeah. optimism, I almost feel bad telling you the truth. We don't yeah. have a Supreme Court. We have judicial activists. Yeah. They don't care about the law. Or, 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 the intention of what law is? Law yeah. has not been a shield in this country for sixty years. It's merely a weapon. Where, when's the last time it was a shield? I mean, yeah. look at us. We are a country that has justified tearing apart babies as the right of the mother. I know. I That's mean, disgusting.
6: come on. It's That's really disgusting. disgusting.
3: The only murder allowed in America is by parents. Isn't it wonderful? Land of the free. Home of the brave, unalienable rights. Unless, of course, we decide you don't have them. And if you're lucky, you won't be a baby. It's ridiculous.
6: Well, um, so, so much for the good old days, which all you had to talk about was uh, abortion. <laughs> Not I'm poor abortion, but abortion. Huh. Um, deficit spending, and that was pretty much it during the Reagan years. Well, go ahead and finish what you're going to say. I'm no, sorry. to cut the, you
3: off. No, that's okay. you didn't cut me off. The, 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 the real issue is uh, when you can't come to terms on, on the simple morality of what exactly is an unalienable right, what is yeah. the right of a group, is there such a thing as the right of a group, or are we just simply individuals? And, you know, the, the founding of the country was that there were no groups in America. We were individuals. And yeah. you might not like your, your, your neighbor. You may not like his opinion, but you had to respect his freedom. Who gets to say that anymore? There is no freedom of the individual. There's only the rights of the group. And that's now just pick your tyranny. And and it's a sad state of affairs. And you don't want to know the other thing is that that philosophically, when you have no principles, you're unmoored from anything and you're floating on the high tide of tyranny. Pick your favorite tyrant. And if you listen to me, that's why this was never a Trump thing. This was yeah, always no. a principled thing. And what happened in, during this last election is you realized you were going to have to pick a certain kind of, you were either going to vote for a hope of freedom in the future or the absolute absence of hope. And that's what Joe Biden represents. He's the absence of hope. And now we're just going to have to survive through it. And, uh. and then we have all his minions. Listen to, listen to what makes up the Democrat Party today. And I then don't. tell me how you can separate it from the Soviet Party of yesterday. You can't. They're running on Soviet platforms and ideals and the right of fascism. I think it's I think it's a sad state of affairs, brother. So we'll hang on and we'll hang on together. And we start by simply rejecting them. Biden, voters keep out dot com. All right. We got a clip that you want to play there, kid, or what do you want to do? Uh,
1: What do you, you know, we got about thirty seconds till the break, but we can come back for Nancy again if you want to touch on that again. Or we got some Pelosi.
3: Can you think of the rest that you could stomach? Well, it's long enough after dinner. It's early enough before bedtime. Let's do a little Nancy. My dentures don't quite fit in my mouth, but it may be a shoe. Party girl Nancy, get off the table. We'll be back with her and uh, maybe a caller too. I think we got one on the line. We'll figure it out.
0: This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on a 560 The Answer.
3: We are back, baby. McBath, I just got an update. I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm a little concerned because the wind was hitting it where it looked like I was a little bald in the video. I'm a little concerned about that, although it did show off the tan. Uh, two and a half million people on social media impressions. That seems like a lot, huh, kid? Wouldn't you think that that's a lot of people watching my interview?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would think that's uh, generous.
3: Boy, oh, boy. I'm wondering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd like to uh, parlay this where I get to be an investigative reporter. I think it would be so nice to have a, a show like uh, the old-fashioned shows. I can't pull off that Dan Proft... Um, that that phony uh, uh, New England accent that he has, like uh, Buckley. But I think I could do a little Morton Downey. I got red socks.
1: Dude, Dan Prof does not put on a William F. Buckley accent. Oh,
3: he listen. Let me tell you something. In the dark of night, he's got a Buckley suit. He sits at <laughs> a phony desk. <laughs> I like don't doubt that. Seinfeld. I don't yeah, doubt that for a second. He's Buckley.
1: Yeah, but, there's you know. no question about it. Well, the All thing right, we, about it is, when you're talking about uh, conservatism, but I'll you tell heard. you
3: what. Back in those days, brother. The ideology was clear, it was concise, it was poignant, and it fought off the 60s communists. Who's going to fight off the 2021 communists? It isn't going to be old lady face Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, for an extra 20, I can have him eat a banana and produce a fruit salad. I can't stand these, these Republicans that were left on our side, although I do like the fact the Illinois Republican, I think it was Bill Brady, he uh, slithered off to his own little uh, video game monopoly him and the old lady have front. I'll tell you what. All right, let's take a call and clean up the lines here. I fastest two hours of the weekend.
1: All right. Uh, how about
3: David and Lansing? David and Lansing. How are you, David? How are you?
2: Uh, Sean and Macbeth, almost every American kid under about 27 years old is from the public school. Everyone gets a trophy brat group crowd. They don't know history. Uh, and big tech and big media are the continuation of this Public school education David, for dumb
3: adults. David, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You know, I was having a conversation in a cigar store, not mine, the other day. And I'm thinking to myself, um, with the way in which education has completely changed America to where the new America is the old Europe, don't you think that there may be a silver lining in the in the, in the the overarching tyranny of seizing school from kids and making them stay at home. Don't you think that maybe, maybe we might get really lucky and the parents may be listening to what the kids are being propagandized and the misinformation they're giving, and that maybe there's a few parents out there like our listeners, like Macbeth, like you, that'll say to their kid, maybe you should do a little investigating on your own and learn history for yourself. Maybe that's the way we can combat this new fascination with socialism being a utopia instead of a ghetto do you think maybe there's an opportunity here
2: huh? I'm pessimistic because because we have uh, you know people are in members of a crowd and this crowd is very massive you know that are being fed all these all this BS mm-hmm. and what we, what we can do I think is uh, to quit buying the products and sell sell the stock of the social uh, seven big tech and the seven big media. I call them the mopping, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, and Twitter, and then you have the big dinosaur media like AT&T, Disney, Viacom. And then
3: maybe somebody will look at the numbers. You know, if you ever really look at the numbers of these companies, in particular, Facebook and Twitter, they lose money. My offer to you is this, the Michael Corleone, nothing. And maybe when people realize that you've just disenfranchised 74 million Americans... And then Americans like me, whose Twitter account was seized or whatever the case may be. What if we all just stop participating in what if what if we the capitalists only did business with ourselves and each other? What if we all put signs up that said Biden voters keep out? What if we all rejected socialists? What if we showed them that we're the real America and they're the old Soviets? I think it's time we absolutely embrace it and throw them all out of your little cigar store. I love it. By the way, you feel real good. And if we're going to be poor, we're still going to do it better. Rich man and a poor man have the same tan, especially down here in Florida. I'll be back next Sunday unless, uh, you know, Crystal Knock and Arnold Schwarzenegger, people realize what it really is. Thank you so much for listening. I've had a good time. We'll talk. I have to
6: go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.